This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Uh, welcome to episode 136 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Hope you are well. We apologise for the delay. I'm going to explain why in a moment or two, okay? But if this is the first time that you've ever uh, stumbled across us, uh, get yourself on our website, fightdisciples.com. There's loads of stuff on there. You can subscribe there as well. We're also on iTunes. Just hit us up at Fight Disciples. And we're also on all social medias at this moment in time on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Fight Disciples. Now... We've had quite a few messages over the last 24 hours saying, hey, lads, where's the UFC episode? I've got up this Thursday morning. I, I like to listen to it on my way to work. Well, I'm going to distance myself from this moment, okay, my friend? Uh, because my colleague, like, is, do you know something? Over the last couple of weeks, he's shown his true colours as my colleague. I'm going to be honest with you. Because <laughs> it's so personal. So you may remember the time when we did Mayweather McGregor and he went off working with other people. Yeah, you remember that? Do you remember when he went off working with Bunsy on Five Live? Do you remember that? Yeah, okay. And I let that slide a little bit. You know what I mean? I gave him a little bit of abuse on the show, but I let it slide a touch because I just thought it's a one-off. It's a one-off. He's not going to do it against me. You know what I mean? We're an award-winning podcast. We've got this chemistry together. We're working on this thing together. You know what I mean? We're going in the right direction together. We've got a clothing brand involved who is now. You know what I mean? We, he, he can't be thinking of maybe getting other people involved. Well, check this out, boys and girls. All right? Get some phone call yesterday from uh, Nicky Boy. I said, Nick, where are you? Are we, are we doing the show today? I'm in London today, mate. All right, all right, right. Cheers for the heads up. Yeah, nice one. Okay, what time are you back then tonight? Because obviously we'll have to record the UFC show because we've got gangs of people who subscribe to the show that rely on us to make yeah. sure that we put the UFC show out on a Thursday morning. He goes, don't know if I'm going to be able to record today. I said, all right, all right. Is everything okay? You know what I mean? Are the family all right? You know, are the kids okay? Is it something? I mean, because for Nick not to obviously turn up to the studio, something big's got to be going down. Some big <laughs> shit has got to be going down. Literally, some big shit's got to be going down. <laughs> So I'm not going to give you a chance to explain yourself, by the way. I'm just going to abuse you for the next couple of minutes. All right. So then I get some picture. He goes, check this guy out. So I can see that Nicky's in a gym somewhere. So I'm thinking, all right, he's gone somewhere to get an interview with someone. He's doing a little bit of work somewhere. He's obviously doing something for the show. So I can let that slide. You know what I mean? Anybody bringing content to the show, we can let that slide. You know what I mean? We can put things on hold. No bother. So I'm, I, I zoom in on the picture and I can't figure out, because it's a bit grainy, I can't figure out who's in the picture. So I obviously a bit of back and forth between me and Nick. He then reveals to me who he's hanging out with yesterday. This is Wednesday in the UK, all right? This is who he's hanging out with in Wednesday, UK. And I get so excited thinking, this is amazing. Are we going to get this dude on the show? Are we going to get pictures? Are we going to get this? Are we going to get that? Nick just goes, no, I'm just hanging out. I said, you fucking what? <laughs> I said, you're in the gym, just hanging out with a geezer that could really bring something quite fruitful to the Fight Disciples podcast. He goes, yeah, 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 I'll set that up for later down the line. I said, never mind setting this up for later down in the line. I said, get him on now. Get that microphone in his face. He goes, no, we're just hanging out. We're all cool, man. We're all just chilling. You know what I mean? He's 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 training for a new movie. Ah, oh, there you go. I'm giving you a little bit of a clue now. He's training for a new movie. You know what I mean? We're just cool. Basically what it is, right? I'm prepared. I'm prepared to give it up for the show, right? I'm prepared, yeah. and you did as well. You pulled out. You know, I I couldn't make it. So you, what did you do? You went and got a, a an interview with the UK's latest world title contender. That's right. That's bravo, right. Bravo, sir. Bravo. There you go. So I get on the phone to Luke Campbell. He's fighting Jorge Linares this weekend. I said, Luke, we're in the shit. Nick's dropped me in it again, right? I need you on the show. Can you do a bit? And now, no disrespect to Luke. He isn't. He's 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 a fighter. 
He doesn't want to talk. He's not about talking. But we did it. We, we got in there and we did a little bit, right? And then I blagged our oh, mate, Gareth A. Davis, and said, Gareth, yeah, you know what Nick's like? Nick's, Nick's, Warlock, yeah. Nick's obviously getting big, big time. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Is there any chance you can jump on and maybe create a little bit of a download for everybody? Just a little bit so we can talk about various bits. So he jumps on and comes to save the show. Meanwhile, meanwhile, right? I'm thinking Nick's grafting, getting a bit of content for the show. No, he's gone out for beers and chilling. <laughs> With Tom Hardy. That's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah? Just hanging out, you know, chilling with the boys. You can fuck right off is what you can do. <laughs> chilling with the boys. Oh, my days. Listen, <clears throat> it's sorted. We're going to get him on the show soon. Oh, here he is now. Uh, no, no, here I'll tell you what, oh, I'll tell you what happens. Like, he's, he's coming on the show next year, but you're not allowed to be in it, Adam. It's just me uh, no, and Tom. The exact well, opposite, you see. The exact opposite. That's bollocks. And basically, Tom, what we're going to do, we're going to record this in a restaurant while me and you are out on the lash. That's basically what's going to happen, yeah? So the exact opposite went down, let me tell you. So I went to the gym. I was in London for a bit of business on Wednesday. A bit of business. Mm. A few little text messages. My boy Tom's training round the corner, so he swung round, caught up with Tom. He's doing some. Uh, he's getting in shape at the moment. He's about to play Venom in the latest don't Spider-Man. Get, I'll movie. be honest with you. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a bit of background on the story, and then mm. I'm gonna. I'm mm. gonna present it to you on a silver plate. Go on then. So he's getting in shape for a new movie, I, and if, the only way you can save this is if I'm in the next Spider-Man film. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only way you're saving well, it. Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for an Aunt May, if you can don yeah, a grey wig and, a, and an Al frock. Yeah, yeah, I could do it, yeah. Um, so anyway, I, you know, I spent a couple of hours with Tom. We're doing a bit of training. Look at you, look at you. People are with weird. Tom. Well, spent was... a couple of hours with Tom. He's fucking Hollywood, man. Look at you. <laughs> you've changed you. Since we got that award, you've changed you. <laughs> you forgot your roots. <laughs> forgot me roots, yeah. So anyway, I was like, listen, do you want to grab? And I went, you know what, Tom, I would rather come back down with my partner in crime Bullshit. and do this together mm. because I don't want to record anything with you yeah. without Adam being here because yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. you know, he's, a, he's a big Tom Hardy fan. I am a big Tom Hardy fan. And yeah. he was like, listen, whatever you want to do, Nick, come down to the gym anytime. Big bro hug. And uh, anyway, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort that out for the next couple of weeks. We will get Tom Hardy on the Fight Disciples yeah. and you will be there. Yeah. And then in that show, you can start by saying, well... I've got to be honest, not for the first time. I've got to say thanks to Nick here for pulling it off. Da, yeah. da, da, da. Do you know when you sent me that picture, by the way? Do you know that TV advert that he's in at the moment? He's doing some like insurance advert or something at random, isn't Sky, it? isn't it for Sky? Oh, that's it, that's it. The, ice, Sky, the, yeah. uh, the sugar Look at you, Look at you, Sky. agent. You're looking after all his business. I know exactly what TV advert he's doing. <laughs> that popped up on screen. So I, I nearly put my remote control through the telly is what nearly happened. <laughs> You weren't happy, you know. No. You cancelled your sky. That's it, it's gone. Cancelled it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I love it. You know, the surprising thing, and mm. you know, I've only, I've only spoke to him on the phone before, like, to be on, totally honest with you, Look I, at I've, you now. I've never met well, him in flesh stop before. Stop it. Stop being I've a I've only bell-end. spoke to him on the phone before, but that was the first time we've met, you know, for, in, up close and, and in the flesh. Yeah. And um, it freaked me out, man. He's about five foot nine. No shit. He's well into his Mai Tai, isn't he? He's well into oh, his yeah, uh, mixed yeah, martial arts. Yeah, yeah. Spoke to him previously about his, his, his fight experience. I did an interview with him a couple of years ago, and it was all be- for the fighter movie. That's when he first got into it. Yeah, but he was in. Was that? I thought he was into it before that. 
No, no, he wasn't really into it before oh, that right, at okay. all. No, no, he wasn't. And um, and since then, he's kind of fought, he, you know he's been in love with 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 kickboxing and a bit of MMA, and he's done all kinds of training yeah. for all different movie roles. He did things for Bane and stuff, but that was mostly putting size on. But for this movie, he's got to be a lot more. He's got to be muscular, but he's got to be a lot more dynamic. And um, anyway, he, he, I've seen him. He was boxing training and. Uh, you know, he's decent. He's moving on really well. He's got a peach of a left hook. Yeah. And he, we were doing like foot drills, you know, but the people I was with were doing foot, we with, were foot doing, drills with him and stuff. We were doing foot drills with him Look at you. You doing have foot changed. drills with him you and have. stuff like that. It was it was cool, man. It was mm. cool just to... But yeah, he, he, he's surprisingly short, as I told my wife when I got home last night. Yeah. Surprisingly short. I bet, so. you, I bet you got some off your wife. Just because you've been in the actual company of Tom Hardy, she thought that that maybe might have rubbed off on you, I reckon. Yeah, but weirdly enough, I got home last night, had yeah. a bite to eat, and yeah. um, he was on, Sky. It mm. was the Legend, you know, the Craze movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I felt like obliged to watch that then, you yeah. know. But mate, in that movie, you, mate, yeah. you've got to watch all this stuff well, now. That's it, exactly, yeah. Tuning in now, so. I don't even know what Venom is, I just kind of nodded my head when he said it. Okay, not sure what Venom oh, is. Oh, you'll listen. You're digging it? Listen, I know what you were like when Bell, you were in Rocky, mate. You'll be at that fucking red I'll carpet. I'll be at You'll be at the premiere red carpet. You'll be, uh, do you want to carry your bags, Tom? I'll carry your bags. <laughs> no, buddy. I'll carry them, yeah. Me and the wife behind. Look at us on red carpet getting papped here. You'll be there on front page at Bloody <laughs> Telegraph. Getting papped. But yeah, what a, what a guy. Massive fight fan. Uh, you know, he was even talking about taking, you know, this is the beauty of being a Hollywood actor, mm. taking 2019 off so he can train as a, like a professional boxer for a year because he loves it so much. Mm. But, I saw uh, that he was at Bammer at the weekend as well. He's on there on Friday night, wasn't he? Well, that was it. You see, one of the guys, his coach fought. He actually lost at Bammer on Friday night. His, the, the lad who was holding pads for him on Wednesday, yeah. when we went down there, he actually fought. on Nathan, he, he fought on, on the Bammer card, which is why Tom was there. But in Richmond, in London, nice little area. Very nice little mm, Look at you. You've been, swish. look at you. Hanging out with some right gaffs, you, aren't you, son? Yep, that's it. Do you, know, do you know what the thing is, right? His yeah. meeting, Nick's original meeting, was nowhere near Richmond. Anybody that knows London and the geography of London, right? Nick was meeting in Brixton, right? Tom, Tom was round the corner. Bullshit, he was yeah. round the corner. He was at the other end of the tube line. As soon as you heard that Tom was there, you thought to yourself, do you know something? I'm fucking off going back home to do the show. I'm not bothering. I'm staying down here for a little bit. Oh, oh Tom. Hi, Tom. I was in the area. Bullshit, you were in the area. <laughs> I thought this was the UFC show anyway. Come on, let's crack well, technically, on with Tom some was at Bammer at the weekend. No, that, okay, is that the tie-in, is that's it? That's the that loose tie. That's okay. the loose tie, yeah, yeah. And he's going to be on the show because he's a big um, mixed martial arts fan. We'll get him on at some point, no bother. Yeah, we will. Uh, speaking of Hollywood, Luke Rocco was back in action at the weekend, mate. Um, what do you think about tapping out to punches? Um, Bit of stigma attached to it, innit? Because I've, I've looked on social media, so many people just abusing uh, David Branch for tapping out to punches. I've never seen it before. I've only no. ever seen tap out, obviously, to arm bars and triangles and various things like that, and where someone's going to get the leg snapped off, all that type of stuff. But I've never seen anybody tap to a punch. Yeah, it, it, I, I have seen it before in the UFC, but it's been a long time since I've seen it in the UFC. But uh, but yeah, it doesn't uh, it doesn't scream warrior, does it? Let's be honest. Mm. So, well, uh, you know, we kind of expected that, didn't we? Let's be fair. We, we expected the result. I didn't expect a tap of, of punches. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we expected to see it. So uh, I tell you what, I didn't expect that first round. I thought the I thought their branch got the best of the first round. He did, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, with grappling as well, you know, yeah. with his, and you know, obviously coming from um, coming from AKA, you wouldn't expect that from from Luke Rockhold, you know, when he's training with the likes of Daniel Cormier on a daily basis. Yeah, but branch, yeah, he was surprised, and I definitely thought he won the first round as well, but only because uh, 
Rockhold just didn't get started. He looked a bit shot shy of it. Yeah, he did. Rockhold as well. He looked a bit scared to let the, let the hands go, which is obviously a, a fallout from the loss to Bisping still. Mm. But uh, it's obviously been playing on his mind. But listen, as soon as he as soon as he got into his groove in the second round, there's only ever one winner. And now Rockhold goes straight ahead into the fight with Bisping in New York. Look at yes, causing shit already. Listen, they've got promo vids, they've got all sorts going on. It's Bisping versus GSP. You know that that fight's going to happen. It's I gonna... guarantee they've made videos of Rockhold just to yeah. slip in seamlessly instead of GSP as well. To be fair, I've been doing quite a bit of punditry. Um, to be fair, I've been moonlighting as well. I was as just going to say, yeah, yeah. See the way I don't bring these things up. <sighs> I keep my mouth shut because mm. I'm loyal to you and this brand. Yeah, bullshit. I've been talking to MMA Junkie, right? So <laughs> you dirty dog. <laughs> and we were having a conversation about the upcoming fights. Uh, and I basically made the suggestion, listen, the GSP, based off what you were saying, wouldn't happen. Don't Just don't rule out Rocco getting a last-minute call, like a two-minute, like what Bisping did, obviously, for yep. the Rocco fight originally. Just expect role reversal and um, Luke Rocco getting that shout. I think Rocco knows, doesn't he, because of the way that he made that call. He didn't actually go for Bisping. He went for GSP, saying, listen, man, you've got no business here. Clear off and I'll do the business, you know? Yeah, of course. It and was a um, weird call-out, I thought. It was weird, yeah, because he kind of, he didn't call the champ out. He called the, the champion guy Bisping. Yeah, didn't he? he called the guy he was, that's he was challenging like, the champ. You know, Bisping's going to do you anyway. He's going to beat you. So what are you doing? Why, why bother? Uh, move out the way and let the big boys play. Kind of shout. And um, I think the reason behind that, I think even the UFC, because they, you know, they've as much as us fans have suffered by GSP's failure to return to the to the octagon, the UFC have suffered from it as well. So I believe that the UFC probably had a word in his ear and just said listen you know the drill no good calling that no good calling for Bisman said you need to just tell George to move move to the side and just make it clear what we're going to do when GSP does fail to make that walk mm. uh, we've got a little bit on Bisping coming up a, a later on in the show because he's been uh, basically insinuating that GSP or Luke Rockle the last uh, this fight that's coming up at Madison Square Garden uh, could be the last time that we see him in the octagon which would be a bit of a shame but we'll uh, probably not um, highly unexpected but we'll get to that a little bit later on in the show because I want to keep on UFC Pittsburgh rock all through uh, we'll see what happens to him next expect him according to Nick at Madison Square Garden in November Uriah yeah. Hall man Jesus yeah. talk about how to save your career he was getting smashed by Jocko and yeah. then all of a sudden ba-ding he's just kept himself in the UFC man he has big time and uh, you know after three consecutive losses albeit against you know guys in the top ten um he he desperately needed that, didn't he? he? Desperately needed that to revitalise his career. And to be honest, we've had Jocko on the show. He's a mate of the Fight Disciples. He's a mate of yours. You kept him in the country, mate. Yeah, He's exactly. A I wanted Christoph to win, you know. And in the first round, I was like, this is in the bag. Happy days. But Hall's got that in his locker. You know, and it's just a shame that Hall... You know, he needs rounds to get the job done sometimes. He's such an enigma, Uriah Hall, because obviously the talent's there, the ability's there. But he, he just so rarely seems to be able to turn it on and off. You know, it, it, it's such a strange thing that he's going through. Mm. Psychologically, if he can get his mind right and get switched on, he could be a real force in this middleweight division. But we've been saying that for two years, haven't we? Yeah, so. man. People have been comparing to Anderson Silva for two years and it's yeah, just exactly. not necessarily materialised. Uh, one man that you tipped last week, mate, Mr. Usman, he uh, got the finish that he needed to move on to the next level in his career. Yeah. Well predicted, sunshine. That nice. was a that was a really tough fight as well. I thought that was yeah. a real 50-50. I like Mariah's. I think he's an absolute beast as well. But 
Kamari Usman, you know, and that's not just because Danny Roberts, who comes on the show regular, trains with this guy and tells us he's a beast. But you could see it in the Ultimate Fighter, you know, the ground and this guy's got in the grappling game. He's just a phenomenal athlete. And as he proved again in uh, in Pittsburgh, he's got the power to knock people out as well. So he's a, he's definitely a threat to this welterweight division, Kamari Usman, 100%. Now, you just mentioned Danny's name there. UFC Manchester, we we hated Mike Perry because he was facing, da- facing Danny. Um, and obviously he ended up getting the win there in a devastating way. So we hated him even more. But yep. the more that I've started to study Platinum Mike Perry, the more that I love him. Listen, if you're a young fighter now, do what this dude is doing, right? Do what this dude is doing. He's dangerous. He knocks people out. He finishes well. But then even better than that, he gets on the microphone. He doesn't piss about. Yeah. He tells you exactly who he wants and what he wants next. And he doesn't mess about with the type of opponent that he's talking about. It goes for the big boys. He gets people excited by it. And when you do that, you will get fights. You might not necessarily get the fight that you want, but you will get fights. I guarantee it. Platinum Mike Perry, sensational knockout, superb knee, Weird celebration doing the old Nando's chicken dance. I don't know what all that were about, but you know what I mean? Each to their own, brother. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. But then get on the microphone and call out uh, uh, the ruthless one himself, Mr. Lawler. That's the fight that I want to see next. Let's do it. It would be an amazing fight. And uh, and, and you're right, you know, he's a, he's a bit of a dick, Mike Perry, I've got to say. But, uh, but, the, but the, the dicks but get the fights, man. Exactly, when, you, when you're starching people in the, in the manner that he is, you know, and he has done pretty much throughout his entire career, then you're calling out these, you know, absolute legends. But he's, you know, he's not calling out bad fights. He's calling for good, great fights. Him versus Robbie Lawler would be mental while it lasted. Um, I, I, and if you were Mike Perry, it just makes absolute perfect sense. Similar to to Darren Till t- calling out yeah, Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, you know these are if That's Darren Till. If Darren Till loses that fight, his career does not take a backward step. If Mike Perry loses to Robbie Lawler, his career does not take a, ba- a backward step. These are great shouts, but they're also great fights. Uh, you know, I believe Mike Perry's got the edge against Robbie Lawler purely because he will start faster. He's got incredibly heavy hands, and Robbie Lawler's probably on his way back down the hill, even though he's been back up and down the hill about six times, yeah. Robbie Lawler. Yeah, yeah. I think now his career is starting to come back down the hill, probably for the last time. Likewise, Darren Till, he's chosen a guy that's massive ranked in the welterweight division absolutely adored all over the world has been on the fringe of a world title fight seemingly forever yet he's a lightweight that's moved up to welterweight where Darren Till's basically a middleweight that gets down to, to, to welterweight so he's got the edge in that fight as well amazing for these two fighters Mike Perry and Darren Till both singing off a very similar song sheet to get the fights that matter and you know the crazy thing is these guys are inevitably on a collision course as well yeah, absolutely. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Weight division. yeah, man. And Karamu and Kamaru Osman as well. You yeah. know, this, this is literally the future of this welterweight division. Those three fighters that we're talking about there are the future of this welterweight division. And how exciting will it be when those three come together? No, absolutely, man. What did you make of uh, Dana White not being in attendance at Pittsburgh because he wanted to go to Triple G Canelo? Yeah, it didn't surprise me in the build-up because I'd seen on Dana White's social media, he was like promoting UFC Pittsburgh alongside. He was even pushing promotions out there for Canelo Triple G. And I think in the grander scheme of things, uh, look at this from from a fighting planet. If you're feeding into that, you're just like, yeah, man, it's just positivity, isn't it? He's going like, listen, if you're in Pittsburgh, watch this. Or if you're at home, watch this, UFC Pittsburgh. And, you know, straight after, then you tune into Canelo Triple G. This is a massive weekend for fight fans. I'm a fight fan. We're all fight fans. Let's enjoy a brilliant weekend together. Mm. How refreshing was that compared to three weeks ago or four weeks ago when we had Oscar De La Hoya spitting vitriol about Mayweather versus McGregor and it all came back and blew up in his face when his own boxing match 
the referee, you know, the whole thing has now been slung under the banner, corrupt. And, uh, and, you know, boxing's back under the bus again because of something that's happened on his watch. How ironic is all that, you know? that's that, Listen, that's like my motto of life, man. Put love out there and receive love in return. If you've got nothing nice to say, don't say shit at all. <laughs> He's only said that because I've just been giving him shit over Tom Hardy, mate. That's, exactly. what, that's what it is, isn't it? That's why you're bringing that my way. Um, this weekend, we can look forward to uh, UFC Japan. Can we? Well, no, not Are we anymore. really looking forward to UFC Japan? Are you looking forward to UFC Japan? No, I'm not, if I'm honest. And I, there was interest because there was a little bit of a Bellator feel to the main event with Shogun taking on OSP. But now with Shogun out of it, I just think, can't really be bothered, man. He's uh, obviously taking on uh, Yoshiri Okami this weekend because they couldn't get... Um, they had to go for someone with a Japanese visa in order to get that fight cleared in time. That's what they had to do. That's what that, that's how the fight gets made. But it doesn't excite me. I'm not like buzzed no, up about it. It doesn't help that obviously Okami was dropped by the UFC because he, <laughs> he failed to perform, and that was when he lost to Jacare in his last fight. That was four years ago, maybe four mm. years ago. Now he's been out of the UFC for four years, and while he's been out of the UFC, he's been losing fights to. David Branch, who lost last weekend to people like John Fitch, I think he lost too. I think he's had a couple of wins, but they've been in back in Japan, and you know it's like, come on, man, let's be, let's call space bed. It's this, shit. It's this shit. guy, this guy is no longer UFC class, unfortunately. Yeah, but you know. Shogun isn't either, and neither is OSP. I think these. But you can understand why they've done that. Why they're going into well, they a new territory to, in order to grow the market. Well, they, they had to do it. Well, they go to Japan every year. To be fair, you know, and this is where it all begun. Obviously, Pride was in Japan, and that was it. Completely dominated the sport. The, the difference is the UFC just keep continuing to dip their toe in Japan and to throw these Asian heavy cards at them, similar to what they do in Europe. To be honest with you, and it, mm. you know. It surely can't be the bigger picture. This is not how IMG are going to make an $8 billion investment become a $16 billion investment. This is not how you do it. It can't be done this way. So it's disappointing that that fight fell out because I think from a Japanese standpoint, Shogun remains a a, a bit of a name over there. You know, it's kind of like the UFC over the last few years used people like Rampage and Vandalay to headline Japanese events simply just to feed into that old pride generation. Um, So it will suffer because of that. But yeah, this this is probably the weakest main event I remember in the UFC for... A very long time. Is there anything on the card time. that stands out that maybe could get people wet for the weekend? You know what? I, I, to be honest, I'm going to watch it. I, I certainly won't be staying up to watch this one live. Uh, I'm not too sure about the timings actually from Japan. Maybe if maybe the timings might be quite quite yeah. generous. Yeah, I'm I think it's sure. the other way around, isn't it? I think it comes in in the early hours of the morning, so you might yeah. get it over your, your live with your Cheerios because like it's like Saturday similar. Morning it's on a similar type thing. Ti- well, it's on a similar timeline to Australasia, isn't it? Yeah, so that might be quite pretty cool. So that's not that I'm, I'm you know, I, probably, I may well watch it live then if I'm if I'm not out with the kids. But the the fight I'm looking forward to is Claudia Gadella versus Jessica Andrade. You know, the women's strawweight fight. Yeah, it's nice. Yes, it's to see who's the best, who's the second, the second best strawweight female <laughs> on the planet after Joanna. But both these girls fought Joanna in their most recent fights, or certainly in the last twelve months. Claudia came up short, just short. Claudia man. She was, was very close, and Jessica Andrade had a great fight with Joanna Jadrzejczyk as well. Mm. These are for me. These are the two other best throwweights on the planet right yeah. now. Obviously, Thug Rose and Noah is fighting is fighting Joanna coming up, but for me, these two have proven themselves to be you know right behind it. And whoever wins this fight will, of course, more than likely fight the winner of uh, of Namajunas against uh, Yadrizek later in the year. So that this is the fight I'm kind of really looking forward to. I'm disappointed that we're seeing likes of 
Takanori Gomi's still going. They're still kind of flogging that horse. You know, yeah. he's not the same the same fighter he once was. Again, another Japanese legend. But I will be tuning in as well for the UFC debut of uh, Gokan Saki. Yeah. Gokan Saki is obviously, the, he's known as the Turkish Tyson. Anybody that follows kickboxing will know absolutely who this guy is. Unbelievable K1 kickboxing record. One of the greatest kickboxers to ever do it. Um, phenomenal career that he's had. You know, he, he's. I think this is, is in mixed martial arts. I believe this is his second fight, something mental like that. So it is kind of strange. It's one that feeds into the the Japanese fan base in Japan. They kind of make these crazy matchups and jump across. But I get why the UFC are doing it. There is massive interest and interest from the kickboxing world in this. Bizarrely, I think his only ever MMA fight prior to this was actually in Liverpool. Crazily Mad. enough, yeah, and it was like Mad shit. like fifteen years ago or something bonkers like that. Um, but yeah, so that that will draw an audience purely just because of that. It's a bit of a spectacle, do you mm. know what I mean? So he's fighting uh, Enrique de Silva, who's big Frankenstein. If we 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 all remember who lost to Paul Craig, this guy. If he can't beat you know if he can't beat a, a kickboxer making his uh, his UFC debut, then his career is certainly going to be over as well. Uh, but interesting because you know big Frankenstein is a is a is a jujitsu two fighter as far as I know he's a bit of a grappler so uh, if he if he manages to take Akisado uh, Saki down pretty early on it could be a, it could be a, a one way fight obviously if it's a stand up match you'd expect Saki to get the knockout but just from a weird it's all, it would only happen in Japan perspective I'm looking forward to seeing that fight. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Uh, Now, there's plenty going on in other news in the world of mixed martial arts and UFC. We'll do uh, the UFC news first, shall we? Because uh, I don't know if you uh, caught this. Uh, Ronda Rousey's old coach, old Sarvey. That's what I like to call him. Old Tarvey's been uh, back. <laughs> old Tarvey's been uh, having a little bit of a chat, mate, insinuating that it's 50-50 whether Ronda's coming back or not. And if he, she does come back, it's Cyborg. Are oh, you fucking mental, mate? We've, we saw her got lit up. She's been lit up now on a couple of occasions. Embarrassingly so against Amanda Nunes. If you, if you genuinely think that she's coming back and then she's coming back for Cyborg, mate, you obviously don't care about her or her health. What are you doing? Absolutely no way, in my opinion. Listen, Ronda, you've had your time. You did wonders for the uh, female game. Enjoy your retirement. Go and do some movies. Go and do the WWE, kid. Leave it alone. Absolutely stay away. Very strange. Um, you, you've got to really try and think where what Edmund is hoping to achieve by talking such shite. Um, because, you know, even Cyborg come out and went... I'm not Fuck interested. Yeah, 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 I'm not interested. You know, well, it is stupid. She'd get stupid. absolutely brutalised. She would, yeah, exactly, and there's no reason to believe, that, you know, we've seen nothing that would lead us to believe that anything other than that would happen. Um, you know, she was completely and utterly... Um, her career was was laid to rest, as far as I was concerned, against Amanda Nunes last time out. Amanda Nunes literally just walked right through her. And the same things that Holly Holm exposed in her first defeat yeah. were even more exposed the second time around. She's got absolutely zero stand-up. Yeah. So how the hell is she going to be Chris Cyborg? Because she couldn't get her hands on Amanda Nunes to take Amanda Nunes down. So what leads to anybody to believe that, she, that Chris Cyborg's just going to go, OK, I'll tell you what, shall I just back into a triangle here for you? 
Yeah. Should I just lie on the floor and let you jump on top of me? Or, yeah, there's an arm. Take that arm. It's never going to happen. Chris Cyborg would absolutely marmalize her. So I, I, it sounded a bit desperate. I don't know whether someone's asked Edmund and he's kind of been cornered because I know he's working. Uh, he's got, a, I think, one of his pro boxers is out this weekend on that Luke Campbell and Nares undercard. Uh, I don't know whether he's been in the media spotlight and someone's kind of gone, hey, what about Ronda? And he's just kind of reacted to it. Mm. But that can't be true. That can't be true. I thought when we seen pictures of Ronda and Travis Brown getting married in Hawaii, Job done. I thought, okay, baby next, job's done. See you later. See you in the movies. You know, you had your, you, she had her time. I, I look back now on Ronda's reign, kind of like the way I look at Brock Lesnar. It's like in that small window of time, yeah, you, took, wicked, over, you took over the world in mixed martial arts. In that window, that was your era, that window. But as soon as you come out of that window, you got exposed. You were never... You, you were like a firework. You were never gonna. You had no longevity in this sport because you were very limited. You were amazing at that one thing, but you weren't a true mixed martial artist. So you were always gonna get get exposed. Yeah. And that is what's happened to Ronda Rousey, and that's what ultimately happened to to Brock Lesnar as well. We will never see Ronda fight again. Don't give a fuck what Edmund's saying. Uh, and if we do, uh, you know, it, it certainly ain't gonna be Chris Cyborg. No, absolutely not. One man that certainly. is uh, most certainly a mixed martial artist is our very own Michael Bisping, scheduled to fight GSP at Madison Square Garden at the start of November at UFC 217. That card looks absolutely amazing. But uh, Bisping insinuating uh, that GSP could be his uh, his last rollout. And to be fair, man, we predicted this last year, didn't we? We said, listen, this is all about dollar now. What an f- unbelievable career Bisping has had. He's never backed down. He's never shied away. He's come up short on several occasions he the timing was just right for him to do Luke Rockhold and become uh the middleweight champion and fulfill his dream now it's all about cashing in he did that with Dan Henderson fight and this is obviously the big money maker uh for him against GSP I know that you have your doubts that the fight won't happen and that's fair enough but I'm not surprised that Bispin is starting or people around Bispin are starting to say, listen, this is the last rollout for Michael Bispin. Because why Why go on? Why go on and then take Luke Rockhold on again to kind of tarnish that legacy? Go out. Go out after beating Luke Rockhold. Don't give him the opportunity to beat you again. Go out as the champ, retire, chuck the belt away, make the door, and then, I don't know, get back into the movies, do your TV punditry, crack on with your own podcast, well, all listen, that type of stuff. No, you know, he's got the perfect seat there waiting for him. Brian Stance just walked away from the sport. So yeah. Michael Biskman's got a great opportunity there to jump into that that commentating spot, that you know, the, the, the Fox commentating seat. So it... Unless I'm thinking that must have affected it, you know, that must have been involved. But I'm just watching here, actually, Adam, live. Now the UFC Japan weigh-ins and Mizuto Hirota has, has just fell off the scales. It looks like he's missed weight by about five pounds. So he looks, just reading the, 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 the caption underneath, he, he's going to lose 30% of his pace. But <laughs> the fight does go ahead. He's weighed 150 pounds instead of 100. 45. 46, well, 146, 46, yeah, yeah. yeah, the £1 thingy, but wow, literally just caught him falling off the scales. Um, again, this is, it comes back, to, what, what what is this sport going to do until it sorts itself out with this weight cutting? Absolutely unreal, but sorry, to come back to Bispin, you know, the, the other thing on, with, with Bispin that isn't really in the mainstream right now is Bispin is going through a pretty serious court case here in the UK with his old his old management team at Wolfslayer, and, you know, we're expecting a, some developments on that any time now. I think the, the actual time in court is done. We're waiting for a judgment and that judgment could 
you know, could cost Michael Bisman, depending on which way it goes, mm. could cost Michael Bisman an awful lot of money. So he may not have any choice but to fight on after this fight in New York. I won't say fight with GSP. This fight in New York, he may not have any choice. Mm. He might have to keep fighting. But for me, what's he got left to achieve? You know, it's kind of like Tony Bellew in boxing going back in against David Hay. What's he got left to achieve? Beating George St. Pierre? Phenomenal, Mike. Yeah, Why not, man? Put that cherry on your career. Rubber stamp your legacy. Guarantee your place in that Hall of Fame next summer. 100% fight George St. Pierre. Go back in with Luke Rockhold. That's a whole different uh, kettle of fish. There's no point doing that. If he does that, I believe Mike will probably get beat. But then again, if he gets beat then, there's no harm in retiring after after that fight because he's done the one thing that all of us thought had passed him by. He's become UFC champion of the world, the first UK fighter ever to do it. Again, he's rubber-stamped his legacy as the greatest, the pioneer British fighter that's uh, really blazed the trail in this country. And if there's a seat there waiting a commentary, man, go for it. They pay good, Fox, and he's good at it. He's good at TV. Yeah, he's very good at it, mate. What did you make of uh, Carlos Condit's tweets this week, mate? I know that you're a massive fan of Carlos. Um, he, fancies a, he fancies a scrap. We haven't seen him for a, a period of time. Let's do it. No, I know. As soon as I seen it, I gave that a retweet straight away because of course uh, you did, of course uh, you did, because I mean, you want to go know, hang out with him as well, don't you? You want to go co- to his gym. That's what you want to do. A couple of years ago, Carlos Condit <laughs> was my favourite fighter in the UFC, you know, and uh, it, bizarrely as well, one of my closest pals now in around the sports, as we know, is Dan Hardy. Yeah. It was the double left hook against Dan Hardy in in, in London that because I went in as a Dan Hardy fan and I came away, you know, I'm like Don King, me enter with the champ and leave with the champ. Doesn't matter who it is. I went. <laughs> That fight started, I was a Dan Hardy fan. When the fight finished, I was a, a, a Carlos Condit fan, uh, purely because of that performance. And I, I followed his career closely. I've had lucky enough to speak to him for magazine articles and everything else. And it, and it really upset me when he damaged his leg against Woodley and he wasn't able to perform properly. And I think he's, if he can come back and be as good as he you know, even better than he was before, let's say, I think he's he's got a world title reign in him. I believe Carlos Condit, the natural born killer, has got the ability to become full-blown UFC champion. I think if he left the sport now, he would be disappointed that he only ever held the interim belt. I'm going to leave this uh, section to Daniel Cormier because the way that he is... Con- uh, you just mentioned social media and that what is what I started thinking about. Daniel Cormier, the way that he has conducted himself through social media and the whole John Jones thing over the last week to two weeks. What a guy, man. What an absolute stand-up dude Daniel Cormier is. If yeah. I mean, we've said it before on this show. I mean, he comes across as a top guy. I've never met him, but he comes across as a top guy. I don't necessarily like his style because I'm not a big fan of wrestlers in the UFC. That's just my own personal choice and taste. But as a guy, you just think, mate, come round for tea. Come round to mine for a bit of Sunday tea and let's have a crack, you know what I mean? Bring the kids, bring the family, you know what I mean? What a guy. What a proper, wholesome human being he is, you know what I mean? I mean, he has the perfect opportunity to kick the boot in. Chooses not to. What a, that's, a, that's how a champ operates, man. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And, uh, you know, we, we've talked about Daniel Cormier a lot on the show and the fact that, you know, as, as fans of the sport first and foremost. We all love a heel. We all love a bad guy. We love the Nick Diaz's and the Cowboy Cerrone's and even the John Jones's of this world purely because they, you know, they kick ass and they collect names. That's about it. You know, they, a lot of them are quite arrogant assholes away from, away from the octagon. And as fans, we love that, you know, so much, so, so often the, the wholesome family guys we've, we've not got time for, which is crazy, absolutely crazy. But 
for you know, right now you're right. The way he's performed, the way he's acted, the way he said, you know what, John Jones is a troubled man. Let him get, let him sort out his demons, and you know he's kind of took it that way. You just got to think, fuck me, man, what a what a hell of a human being Daniel Cormier is. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully now he's going to come out of this with, you know, more fans cheering him than booing him. You know, this is the UFC light heavyweight champion that regularly gets booed in and out of the octagon. It's fucking unbelievable. Mm. Now, listen, there's some mad shit going on in the world of fight sports. We've obviously spoke about Mayweather-McGregor a lot. We talked about um, uh, the Geordie Shore kid, which we're going to talk about in a minute because of his performance at Bama at the weekend. Uh, But one thing that I want to touch upon that could affect the fight disciples. Now, I know that um, Nick's been hanging out with Tom Hardy. Uh, but check this out. Nick fancies a little bit of a rumble with Rio Ferdinand, don't you, my boy? You know what I mean? Uh, for those that don't follow boxing, Rio's made his announcement this week that he's going to get involved. He's going to be doing a bit. It's all yeah. part of a documentary that he's doing with Betford, the betting company here in the UK. Former Man United captain. Yeah, if you're listening abroad and you don't know who he is, he's basically a football player, a soccer player in the UK. Now retired, 38 years of age, he's going to take up boxing. Uh, whether it's professionally or amateur, nothing's confirmed as of yet because he ain't got a professional licence. Um, but uh, you think that he deserves an even an even task, and obviously you thought to yourself, Cheddar Ching, there's a few quid in this for me. Let's do it there. So you've called him out, man. You got in there, haven't you? It was more, you know, I'd seen it, and you know, if if this was an ex- if they denounced it and said he's going to be doing an exhibition fight, you know, I wouldn't have even I wouldn't have even thought obviously a, a twice about about doing anything silly like throw my name in the ring. But the difference is, he, he, they're saying. He's going to turn professional. He's going to get a professional license, and he's going to box under professional rules, the Queensbury yeah. rules, in a in an event, you know, on a, on, a, on a normal professional card. And I was like, okay, well, so what is that going to prove? Because he's an absolute novice boxer. Uh, he's never he's never fought professionally. He's got absolutely zero amateur experience as well. So. Are they just going to match him with some Latvian import who's won one and lost seventy eight? And what would that prove? You know, what would that prove to anybody? And the fact that it's not an exhibition means that you know they're not necessarily fishing for a celebrity here. They're not looking to make Rio Ferdinand versus Freddie Flintoff, who's a who's a cricketer that turned professional two years ago and did one fight just to just for a, a TV gimmick. They're kind of billing this as something else. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'll turn pro then. Okay, I've got no professional boxing experience either. Like Rio from the sounds of things, I've spent 18 years dedicated to following boxing. I've always, like every kid, I've dreamt that entire period and longer about what it would be like to make that walk. And obviously I've done charity things and whatever else. Yeah, and yeah, I've, yeah. I've trained at gyms. I've been around fighters a long time, but I've never actually done it professionally and, and picked up a pay slip at the end of it. And it wasn't necessarily even about the money. I was just like, you know what? We're similar age, we're similar height, we're similar experience. You've you've been a pro athlete. I've been a boxing journalist for all this time, so I believe I've probably got a bit more knowledge than you. Fuck it, man, let's make it happen. I was like, I'll do it. I, I will do it. If you're going to do it, I'll do it. And then, for me, that's an even match. That would be an even competition. So that was the only reason why I was like, if even if it's not me, I want somebody of that of a similar level so we can experience it. He ain't going to get in there with, it, with anyone half decent. They're going to put him in there with someone either... It was a complete novice like him or a complete journeyman. But what the fuck does a journeyman prove? Put him in with someone that's going to hit him back. But you know what? That was three days ago, Adam. 
That was three days ago. Go on. Because today I watched Rio Ferdinand hit pads. Look at you, you've been stalking him now. You've been, yeah, you've been yeah, checking no, out yeah. the opposition. Checking him out, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I've just I watched them hit pads today, and I will take I'll go on record as to say there's absolutely no way on God's green earth the British Boxing Board of Control will give 38-year-old Rio Ferdinand a professional boxing license. That's the end of it. He's got fucking no chance. Because I watched them hit pads. And listen, hitting pads is not boxing. Anyone can look good hitting pads. Anyone. But I watched him hit pads, and he, and he doesn't even look good hitting pads. Listen, he looks awful. Listen, he's Scouse. an absolute... He's not even a novice. Listen, Scouse, right? You're giving it some now. You're a big Liverpool fan. He's obviously played for Manchester United for a long period of his career. There's a bit of animosity in this, you know what I mean? Do you fancy a white collar? Let's do a white collar week. Let's do a charity, yeah? Let's do it. That's the, that's the only way to do it, I think. He's not going to get a professional licence. It's well, going to have to be an exhibition. Come on, do it. Nick, come on. Listen, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll, f- I'll fight Rio tomorrow. Let's not do it, a problem. Let's do it, man. Let's get in After there. I've seen him on the pads. Hit him, your fucking bum. knock get Rio clean bum. out. Get that's not bum. a problem. Get up, your bum. <laughs> So are you? Uh, are you gonna? I'm in there, mate. I'm Don King. You, I'm you, John King. I'm gonna. Are you sparring? Are you promoting? You are you training? Mate, what, what role are you gonna take? Mate, I'm all about the Cheddar Ching. I'm the promoter. You're I'm the promoter. The, I'm okay. not getting hit in the face with this shit. I'm gonna get right in there and I'm gonna make a few quid, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's make it happen. We've speak got... to speak to Paddy Power or one. Oh, Bet Safer, isn't it? Bet Safer putting Bet this fair, shit show on. Yeah, Bet Fair. Yeah, yeah. They're the boys. Speak to them. Let's make it happen. It's got to be an exhibition because he ain't getting a license unless he goes to Malta. Let's make it happen. Me and Rio. He won't see the third. He won't see the third. Get up, you bum! <laughs> Mate, we're on. That's it. Yeah. We'll stream it live on fightdisciples.com. I mean, that's a big thing now. Internet, isn't it? Let's get yeah, on there. Exactly. There's a bit I, of an understatement. That's a big thing now. The I internet. I had my last pasty yesterday, just in case the phone does ring. Oh, man. One we last could, pasty. We could do videos of you training down at Greg's. Chasing all chickens. Oh, chopping trees. We could get you up in the lakes with Huey Fury doing all that. <laughs> oh, mate. If he dies... He dies. I messaged uh, Dave Caldwell, a pro trainer. I was like, what do you think, Dave? Do you fancy it? Me number two. Ignored me. Not interested. I don't think Dave's a big fan of this fight, I'll be honest with you. No, he isn't. Of course he mm-hmm. isn't. No, I don't think anyone is, to be honest with you. Obviously, I'm taking a piss. I'm, uh, no, you're not. I, I was just oh, trying to shine. A I'm thinking, coin, what are you doing, man? Yeah, well, listen, I'm just trying to shine a light on the fact that a fucking 38-year-old, you know, football... You're 40! ...soccer player, if you're in the US, cannot... Become a professional boxer, and and you know the fucking catch line on this press conference was defender to contend. Yes, contend what? Absolute nonsense. Let's do it. Absolute Let's do nonsense. Let's do it, Nicky boy. Nicky boy, come on. Listen, if you can make it happen, I'll do it. I'm telling you, I'll do it because Rio will not hear round three. Oh, that's the shit that I'm talking, baby. You've been hanging out with Tom Hardy too long, haven't you? That's what it is. You've been getting some of that Ben shit going down. Yes. Here we go. If you are a fight disciple and you listen to this show, you know what to do, baby. Make yeah. sure you are tagging Rio Ferdinand in Hashtag everything. Hashtag Ferdinand Pete. That's, That's what it. I was trying to get going That's the other it. day. Get them Hashtag tags. Ferdinand Get Pete. them tags in. He's been called out. We've got a fighter. We've got him here. Can you Hang on. Can you get down to Cruiserweight, Nick? <laughs> Cheeky bastard. <laughs> Yep, I think so. <laughs> we can make ninety. So. We can make ninety-two kilograms. Let's do it. Let's get that on, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. There you go, Nick, Pete, Rio Ferdinand. That's the fight that the fans want to see. Let's do it. Let's do it at Old Trafford. Let's do it in the centre circle. I'll do it at Old Trafford. Happily do it at yeah. Old Trafford. You Not go in there and lay the smackdown at Castle Grayskull, wouldn't you? Definitely. Oh. Then get. Then give me the mic afterwards and watch the place turn into a riot. That's it. Who are you going to call out? Everyone. 
every Man United fan Rudy, in the audience. Rudy's next. Rudy, you're yeah. next, mate. Get in here, lad. I've seen you sparring in your kitchen. <laughs> Get listen, in here. That is one person I wouldn't call out. I've seen Rooney. He can do a, a bit, heavy can bag, actually. Yeah, 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 he can do a bit. Take me apart, mm. Wayne, would you? I'll tell you what. But that's the difference, you see. Wayne Rooney's got a background. His, his, his uncle runs an amateur boxing gym. Him and his brothers boxed as kids. Mm. You know, Rio just is, as as the, the, the meme that we put out this week, he's a, he's a boxer's mate, so he thinks he can box. That's it. Let's do it, man. There you go. Get on. Listen, do us a favour. Get on it at... Rio 35 that's it that's where he's at make sure you're tagging him in everything that you post this is the fight that the fans want to see live on fightdisciples.com we'll stream it for free we're not going to pay-per-view you you can have it for fucking nothing right <laughs> <laughs> it'll be absolutely mint <laughs> uh, listen talk about re- talking about uh, reality stars having a go at fighting uh, the kid from Geordie Shore first time out yeah, we man. slagged it man because we genuinely thought that that fight was thrown let's be straight that's what we said yeah yeah um and to be fair, a lot of people backed us up and said, yeah, it didn't look too sweet, that particular, his, his debut. I'm talking about Aaron Chalmers. He's a kid from Geordie Shaw, uh, the reality TV show. At the weekend, all right, his, his um, uh, technique leaves a lot to be desired. But he's got he, he's got a little bit of touch of death about him, mate, because he landed and the kid went over. You know what? I was absolutely over the moon as well because I'm kind of, you know, as you know, I, I detest reality TV. I absolutely do. And all this Geordie Stone. Essex stuff drives me insane because, you know... You're going to be on one of these idiots. soon, mate, with Ferdinand. You're going to be <laughs> yeah, on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How ironic would that be? But, uh, you know, so I, I kind of... But, you know what? I'm warming to the kid because, you know what? The amount of pressure he's got going into these fights yeah. because of his background and because of, you know, he's supposed to be some kind of celebrity. It, it's unreal, you know, but uh, he's getting in there and he's starching kids, you know. He, he won by submission in his first fight and then he's, he's, he's just won by a literally highlight real left hook. Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable shot. And, you know, it doesn't matter the level of his opponent, Alex Thompson, or even the level of where Alan Ch- Aaron Chalmers is right now. All that matters is the fact that, you know, he's got power in his hands because to get in there under that pressure, to get inside the cage and, and to land a shot like that, yeah. mate, fucking hell, that's, that does take some doing, that. Yeah, fair, man. Uh, you've got my respect anyway, Aaron. Keep going, sunshine. Um, also on that card, Bama was wicked at the weekend, actually. I really enjoyed was, this on Friday brilliant. night. Uh, yeah. Because Seabass, new champ, little bit of a spinning, uh, not an elbow, he caught him with a fist, didn't he, on the back end of the fist. Little bit of a spinning uh, fist knockout. Highlight, again, another highlight real knockout, man. Um, it's good to see finishes, especially when people probably have come to Bama. And this is not disrespect to Bama. People come to Bama because it's in the UK and they've watched UFC and they can't necessarily get to a UFC event. So they think, oh, right, yeah, mixed martial arts, cage fighting, whatever. I'll go and watch that. That's, I've seen a bit of that on TV with Conor McGregor and all that type of stuff. So it's good that the actual fights live up to uh, fans' expectation. This is how we start to breed new fans. So fair play to the kids that were involved there at Bama at the weekend. There were some sensational knockouts. Yeah, there was, yeah. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, that kind of brings us on to this weekend as well in Sheffield. There's a decent sh- there's a decent show as well, the Russians ACB70. Uh, there's some good fights on that too. Uh, I think the main event is um, Luke Barnett against Scott Askham, two former UFC yeah. fighters. They're Scott going is good. He's been on here. So, He's been on the show. Yeah, we've had Scott on the show, yeah. And Luke's actually a good mate of mine. He uh, married, married to a scouse girl, actually, Luke. So he's a, he's a good lad. But uh, that's going down does, in Sheffield. Does that, and that, does that make him a good lad? Because he married a scouse girl. Of course it does. He married that's, a scouse girl, you're a good lad. That's what won me over with Carl Frotch as well. <laughs> Like, oh, okay, he's, he's kind of, you know, his kids are one of us now, so that's fine. But Luke and, Luke and Scott, you know, I appreciate the fact that two 
UK guys who have still got a lot to offer the sport and obviously both desperate to get back into the UFC eventually, uh, 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 willing to put it all on the line, you know, and uh, ACB are putting on good shows at the moment. I think um, another uh, guy that's on there is um, Alex Enland. From uh, from up from the northeast as well, he signed for the UFC. Never actually fought in the UFC, and now he's finding himself. I don't know if the UFC cancelled his contract or what, but for whatever reason, Alex didn't actually get to fight in the UFC. But he's an outstanding fighter too. Yeah. So this ACB event, I think it's on Box Nation. I'm sure it's on Box Nation for free. Wow! So uh, definitely tune into that one. Yeah, that's a it's, it's a good weekend of fights. It's just a shame the UFC card doesn't quite live up to expectation. But there's a good Bellator card this weekend as well. Mm. Did you see the Bellator noise by the way with uh, Rory McDay taking on uh, Douglas Lima in January for the title? Yeah, yeah, doesn't surprise me. Uh, obviously, I'm surpri- the only thing it surprised me is that it's taking take, so long. Yeah, taking till January. Why? Why, yeah. why can't we do this? Now, at the no, end of the year. No, you know? yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. But uh, Benson Henderson's back in action this weekend. Again, another former UFC champion. He's fighting against uh, Pitbull. Pitbull three years. So mm. anything could happen in that fight. That's going down in San Jose, I think, in California. Unfortunately, like all Bellator events, it'll probably be shown in the in, in the UK a fucking week on Tuesday. Yeah, of course but, it will. Uh, unfortunately. But if we do locate it somewhere on Spike TV, we'll, um, we'll fire it over. Why the fuck don't Bellator put their fights on Channel 5? Or even just live on Spike, for Christ's sake. Because that'll make it too easy for fans. You don't yeah, want to make exactly, it too easy. Yeah. You want to make them go around the houses. Listen, on the the, the last bit of news that uh, I just want to leave with people because, I don't know, maybe you listen to our boxing show and you just come across for the banter on this particular show and you, maybe you're not necessarily into mixed martial arts. There's a, There was a fight at the weekend that will make you fall in love with mixed martial arts. It was at Cage Warriors 86. Nathaniel Wood, the prospect, yeah? He oh. is absolutely mustered, this kid. We're a big fan of his. Um, yeah. And he's been starching everybody. But at yep. the weekend, he was in an awful lot of trouble. Uh, you can still get this, I'm sure, if you've got a BT subscription. You'll be able to get it somewhere. You'll be able to watch it back. Go and watch right. the it's main event. It's all over event. Facebook, man. Just type his name in. It's Go and watch it. everywhere. Go and watch the main event at Cage Warriors 86 at the weekend. Nathaniel Wood, his comeback. Obviously, we're going to have to give it away because we're talking about it now as a, a retrospective thing. Mm-hmm. He ends up winning and keeping his title. But I'll tell you something, man. He was out. He was out for... Oh, man, I thought to myself, shit, this is massive. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he just turns on the screw and it was just one of the best comebacks I've ever seen in, in the cage. It's two minutes of just absolute mayhem. Absolute mayhem. Because he's gone, isn't he? Yeah. He's gone. He's out. He, he's absolutely gone. He's, on, he's back just a think, couple of times and you think to yourself, fuck me, It's Nef. all over, you know, but... Obviously, kudos to Nathaniel Wood and his corner team. Brad Pickett in the corner with him there. It, absolutely amazing for them. Um, obviously, hard lines to Josh Reed, who came so close to, to taking that away. But I also want to just give a quick shout out to my boy Mark Goddard, the referee, Brilliant. for letting that shit go. Yeah. That's what a world class referee does. And he, he knows. And he stopped he it at the right sit, time, man. He stopped at exactly the right time. It was a phenomenal refereeing performance. If you don't, you know, go and watch it just to see that alone. Because while Nathaniel Wood is in all kinds of trouble more than once, he isn't out of the fight. He isn't out of the fight. And Mark Goddard there relied on 20-odd years' experience yeah. of refereeing martial arts events to not stop that fight, to keep it going. And Nathaniel Wood should have went and thanked him and bought him a beer afterwards yeah. because 90% of referees would have stopped that fight. So kudos to Mark Goddard. And ma- again, massive shout-out to the prospect, Nathaniel Wood. And he's what a comeback. Got be comeback of the year yeah absolutely mate and he stopped it on its feet as well so therefore everybody lives to fight another day yep yep really big good. time um by the way um i don't know if you've seen the new video of uh from our uh, clothing sponsor uh luke 
they do a, a sport range. We've mentioned this on a couple of occasions. They do like a more going well, out of a nighttime range. I was hoping you were going to bring this up. Why, you got some... Let me just peel me sweat oh, off here. Oh, fuck off. Check me out. He is kitted up, aren't you? You Woo! are, you are kitted up, man. Let me tell you, listen, 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 yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah. And then listen, I'm For not those saying that want to know what we're talking about, there's a video now on our social media that, that loops, there's two videos, there's a normal range and there's a loop sport range. Check out the sport range. There's some the stuff sport on it. range. I'm wearing the sport, the, the sport range crew cut now, yeah. And listen, I love a crew cut t-shirt. Just a nice, plain, easy t-shirt yeah. that you can throw on. I've got a wardrobe full of them and usually because my wife, a few years ago, my wife went through my wardrobe, through Threw out all my fight t-shirts and replaced them with shit from John Lewis. That's basically what I wear now because I'm 40, I'm married, That's she it. buys all my clothes. That's it. I basically dress like I'm a fucking statue in John Lewis. So I've got black, grey, white, black, grey, white, Calvin Klein, like Tommy Simon Cowell. You're like Simon Cowell, you? That's me. That's the way I dress now. Yeah. Simon Cowell, plain crew neck t-shirts. Let me tell you, I have currently, as you can see, mm. I've got the black crew net Luke Sport t shirt. Nice, on. isn't it? It's nice. It is fucking like a dream. <laughs> I'm telling you now, I will Pepsi challenge this crew neck t shirt against Tommy Hilfiger, Ralph Lauren, Gantz, all the usual stuff that I've got. 60, 65 pound t shirts. This t shirt, 30 pound on the label. By far, far comfier and way better than any of them. Phenomenal stuff. I cannot urge people enough now to jump on. Have a look at the Luke range. But as you're right, that sport, the sport range is phenomenal. Yeah, it is good, man. We'll, we've stuck a video on our social media uh, so you can have a little, little bit of a look at the sport range. Um, and obviously with our partnership, we've got your discount code because we want to look after you. So if you're getting yourself some threads, if you want to look like Nick. Yeah, man. <laughs> Nick's at top to toe in it. You're a proper full kit wanker, aren't you? You're I love a proper it. full I love kit. it, man. I'm in. Uh, anyway, if you want to get involved with it, you can do. Go to, uh, you can go to our social media at Fight Disciples. Everything's on there. All the links are on there. But if you go to loop1977.com, all the ranges are on there. Just click on the sport range. Go and have a little bit of a nosy. The new range is mint. It's really, really good. And the code that you need if you want to get a 15% discount on any of that stuff is FDLR15. All right? FDLR15. Um, there you go. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your time listening to the show. And thank you very much for your patience, even though Shithead here was knocking about with international globetrotting superstars. Yeah, sorry it was 24 hours late. Mm. Well, sorry, yeah, just shy of 24 hours late. So hopefully you've enjoyed this show whenever you did decide to consume it. Um, yeah. Next week, we will be on time, won't we, Nick? You, yeah. you, you haven't got anybody in the diary next week? You haven't got any, uh, I don't know, you're not knocking about with Paul O'Grady or anything wait, like that, are you? Minute. Text just come through here from Jessica Beale. Nick, can you rub me down next week? Right, no, right. Yeah, I'm free. I'm free. It's You're all right, sir. I'll cancel that. I'll cancel that. You do that. Yeah. But listen, I, I'm not going to miss out next week because one, we're going to be rapping big time about UFC 216, the pay-per-view, because I am absolutely super excited mm. about Tony Ferguson versus Kevin Lee. We are going to be literally jumping through hoops for that one. And also, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what's going to happen after we played it down. We're also going to be waxing lyrical about the best event this year, UFC Japan, which is going to go down this weekend because yeah. we've slagged it like everybody else. We're like, oh, fucking hell, this is a crap card. It's probably going to be phenomenal, phenomenal So. There you go. If you're on a loose end Saturday morning with your cornflakes, in fact, check your timeline because the weigh-in was today, so maybe the fight's Friday at some stage. I don't know. I don't know how the time difference works, but check it out, UFC Japan. It probably will be the fight of the year now that we've said it's going to be awful. There you go. Um, at Fight Disciples on all social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can subscribe to this nonsense, fightdisciples.com. Thank you for your time. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes. 